Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That is what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. I hope you joined us last week for our December 2023 holiday music extravaganza when we had the first five guests and songs of this series traveling past Hanukkah, the winter solstice, and starting into Christmas. Today we're going to be Christmas-centric, but with songs so very different from what is usually thought of as Christmas songs, radically different. In reverse order, we'll have David Lamott in North Carolina, Saikon somewhere in the east of the United States, Sophia Talvik joining us from Germany where she's touring, Mick Jansen of the Jansen Boys in Winnipeg, Manitoba, that's up in Canada, and we're starting out with two of my very favorite songwriters and performers, John McCutcheon and Tom Paxton, joining us via Zoom. John, it's good to have you back for Song of the Soul. It's great to be here, thanks. And Tom Paxton, the first time I've had you on my show, I'm so happy to have you here. What took us so long? I don't know. It's because I move kind of slow. It's something about being 69 years old. It slowed me down a little bit. You're still keeping up at light speed, aren't you? Very, very fast. It's actually John who keeps me dashing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, part of what I understand from John is that the two of you, over the time of COVID, you got to writing songs together online. We did once a week, Mondays at 2 and we wrote, well, who's counting? But it's upwards of 100 songs over three years' time. Oh, well over 100 songs. We're going to have a chance for our listeners for Song of the Soul to hear a bit from your latest album together so they get some flavor of what you've been doing over these years. But today, we're thinking about Christmas. You just put together your album together. On it is a song called Christmas in the Desert. Do either of you ever hang out in the desert? I did when I was very young. The winter of 47, 48, my family lived in Chicago, but my father was trying to recuperate from a couple of surgeries he'd had. And he took us to Wickenburg, Arizona. We were there for three months. And I contracted a love for the uh, Arizona desert that I never lost. Well, I've not spent any real time in the desert, but whenever I get there, It's really quite remarkable. And my wife, who's also a writer, recently went out and performed at the Taos Storytelling Festival. And she said, we have to go out there and just do some writing. There's something really different about it. But one of the many things I've loved about writing with Tom is that my experience in the West is really limited. You know, I was raised in Wisconsin and 50 years ago moved to the Southeast. So I've really been intentional about mining that experience of his. And this one was, you know, we were in a jag of writing Christmas songs a couple of years ago at this time of year. And we decided to kind of do a little bit of a retelling of the nativity story set in modern times and in a, in a different desert. You know, we didn't know where we were going. No, no idea. We just had the first line two hours out of Flagstaff on a cold December night. In fact, I think it was just two hours out of Flagstaff. 
And when you've done this as long as the two of us have done it, you know, you sort of shift over to the right brain and say, okay, where is this going to lead us? Yeah. And it's really fun and magical in a way. It very definitely is. It is mystical and magical. But it's work. We don't want to make this sound like the muse just sort of leads us. It's a lot of work. And once you get used to how somebody else writes and you can integrate that process with your own, then it's one reason we got so many songs and so many of them are keepers. I mean, choosing songs for this album was not an easy thing, but this one was unanimous. Yeah, this has to go in. <laughs> we both really love this and love playing it and singing it. We do it live whenever we play together. I would let you know that you actually brought a tear to my eye with this song, in part because back when I was in the Peace Corps in West Africa, there was another Peace Corps volunteer who was teaching animal traction. He was a good old Southern boy who helped a lot of animals being born. And he's riding in a taxi in the capital city one day and a car ran this light in front of them and they T-boned it, came to a stop. And he's a big old Southern boy. He gets out. He's going to calm down, folks, because everybody gathers around right away. And he gets to the car and they open the door and a woman is birthing right at that moment. The head's just peeking out. And mind you, he's never done a human birth before, but he did a lot of animal births. And the baby starts coming out and the umbilical cords around the neck and he knew what to do. He got it out, put her in another car and off to the hospital she went. So this touched me. It's like, oh, I saw him later that day. Did either of you have a chance to be present for births like that? No. Well, I was for my own children's birth. Part of the new breed, my dad had sired nine children and spent all his time pacing in the waiting rooms, chain smoking, lucky strikes. But yeah, I mean, it's one of the really sacred things that we get to do these days. We can be present at death and we can be present at birth. You have the same kind of awe. And that's part of what we wanted to capture. This guy is just driving along and sees some kids in trouble, goes over and, you know, you imagine the shepherds or the innkeeper. Well, and the pickup truck, that's so perfect. I mean, because if God comes back to earth, it's going to be traveling in a pickup truck. It won't be in a Mercedes Benz. (laughs) Ford F-150. Yeah. Last question before we play the song. And again, it's called Christmas in the Desert. What's the Christmas season like for you? I mean, first of all, John, you're in this deplorable place down south where snow is rare. It just seems unfair to torture you that way. Coming from Wausau, Wisconsin, where you were, snow was part of it. It, If it wasn't snowing, it didn't feel like Christmas. Right. And then I went to college over at St. John's in in Minnesota, which is on the edge of the prairie, which introduced a whole nother kind of, of winter. This Christmas season, you know, it always leads up to everybody coming home, which is the best part of Christmas. I'm also doing an Advent practice through an outfit from the Southwest the Center for Action and Contemplation that Richard Rohr sort of leads. I get his stuff every day. And actually, we've gotten stuff from Richard and all kinds of different sources. Who knows where we're going to get stuff. So I'm really intentionally leading up to Christmas this year, not only in a familial way, but also spiritually. It's a really Advent and Lent, I find, really rich. And for you, Tom, up in Virginia, what's the season like for you? What we've done for the last, oh, maybe 10 years is on Christmas Day, we leave here and we drive about three hours south to the Blue Ridge to a resort called Wintergreen, and we take a house there for a week. 
That's a beautiful play. It's so good, and it's so good for us. We're all together for a week in the one room, the way people used to actually live several generations. It's wonderful. We love it. That's great. Well, we're going to talk more about these things when I get the two of you on just very shortly. We're going to do a joint song of the soul with just you two about together and other songs. But right now for Tom Paxton and John McCutcheon, we're going to share their song. It's called Christmas in the Desert. Thank you both for taking time in this busy season to be with me. And thank you so much for the music that inspires our lives. Well, thanks for sharing it with lots of other people. Here it is, Christmas in the Desert. I've got links to folkmusic.com for John McCutcheon and tompaxon.com on the northernspiritradio.org website. Time to go to Christmas in the Desert. I was two hours out of Flagstaff on a cold December night. Saw him on the shoulder, pulled off to the right I saw the broken axle, they're going nowhere soon Shivering in the shadows as the snow clouds cross the moon Young man looked defeated, poor girl just looked scared He was trying to start a fire Wind would not play fair As I helped them gather mesquite A bitter wind come through She pulled her sweater closer I could see that she was due It was Christmas in the desert Waiting for birth Hoping for the angels And some sign of peace on earth Life is gonna find you No matter where you are like Christmas in the desert Beneath one shining star Oh, she cried and doubled over It was clear her time had come No hospital for miles So we did what must be done in the cab of my old pickup, the closest thing to clean. The baby did what babies do, the damnedest thing I've seen. It was Christmas in the desert, waiting for birth. Hoping for the angels and some sign of peace on earth. Life is gonna find you no matter where you are. Like Christmas in the desert Beneath one shining star I got him into Flagstaff, dropped them at the ER door. This Christmas just felt better than all the ones before. Two kids out on the highway, out of money, out of luck. The miracle they got was just me and my old truck. It was Christmas in the desert, waiting for birth. 
Hoping for the angels and some sign of peace on earth Life is gonna find you no matter where you are Like Christmas in a desert Beneath one shining star A wonderful retelling of the Nativity of Sorts by John McCutcheon and Tom Paxton called Christmas in the Desert. Let's hop on our camels and keep on moving all the way up to Winnipeg in Canada to meet with Mick Jansen of the wonderful Jansen Boys for a Christmas story told in song with a heavy heart. Hey Mick, I'm so glad to meet you. Welcome to Song of the Soul. Thanks so much. I appreciate you having me. I imagine most of the time your dad, John, who I've interviewed previously, that he is kind of the front man because, of course, you know, he's your father. He's been doing it for a lot of years. Do you and Simon get to do many interviews? It started to be more of like we've been pushed to the front. So Simon doesn't do a lot of talking, but it's mostly me and dad does some filling in where I miss out on some information or whatever. I mean, we've been doing this for 10 years, so when I was a kid, it was mostly him. But we sort of had a gradual shift toward pushing me and Simon to the forefront. John tells me that it's because your vision is stronger. Your vision is really the thing steering the group. And you're the one pulling the strings behind the scenes. You're making it happen. Is that a fair description or is he just being very proud of his son? He does like to be very proud of his son. I'm definitely, how can I say I think I'm definitely coming into more of a frontman role, but it's still, I couldn't do it without these guys. It's definitely like a team effort. Simon and dad do a lot. I couldn't do it without them. I don't think I would do it without them. But it is kind of interesting. I start to write songs and sing more on stage and do more banter on stage with jokes and stuff like that. There is definitely like a, a push. I don't know if it's like a conscious effort or if it's just something that happened organically. Well, it's looking good so far. I'm really impressed with the music that the three of you have put out. Are you consciously holding down your little brother? Oh, man, no, we're consciously trying to build him up, but he's holding himself down. <laughs> he's funny because he's taking drum lessons. He's a good singer, too. When I hear him sing in the shower, I'm like, that's a good voice. That's as good as we were back in the day. And so we're trying to get him, but I think he's a little bit still nervous. I don't know. He plays the saxophone pretty well, too, uh, as part of his band class at school. You know, I don't know if the saxophone quite fits our vibe too well. Um, we've tried to get him drumming for the past couple of years, and it looks like we've been succeeding, but still not to the point where he wants to play on stage with us. <laughs> I think that saxophone can go places, you know. I Actually, there's a, a performer locally here. She plays as part of, I think, probably eight or ten different band configurations. And she brings her sax and she wails and she adds it to everything. So there's great possibilities for it, yeah. I think for some songs, we're going to get him in the studio. 
That'll be exciting. But we're going back to a song which is back in 2018 for this Christmas version, Christmas 2023. So we're going back five years, 2018. You released something called Two Songs for Christmas. That's not called an EP. That's barely called a P. There's two songs on it. One of them is Rudy, which we're going to listen to today. What do you remember about the genesis of how this got released? I remember it was our first recording with Rusty Robot and Lloyd Peterson at Paintbox Studios. It was kind of our first trial run with them. 2018, I think that was the year we did, there was a bunch of Manitoba showcase shows. And so we played in a bunch of small towns in Manitoba theaters, really nice theaters in some of these small towns. And they actually all used to be uh, like vaudeville theaters. They're really pretty. And they had these like underground spaces under the stage, really quite cool. We did a concert series where we played in a bunch of those theaters. In 2018, we hadn't recorded anything since put out Roads in 2015. So that would have been the last thing. It was just time for some new recordings. And so, yeah, we wanted to try a couple Christmas songs out. One of them was Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. The other one was Rudy. And where did Rudy come from? So we first heard about that one. There's a Be Good Tanya's cover, but the original writer is a guy by the name of Danny Dollinger and I don't know too much about him but dad says he's like a luthier now he doesn't make much music anymore but we heard about the song three of the big Tanya's and then when we recorded it we sent him an email and said hey can we record your song whatever he seemed to be a very friendly guy he was totally open to it he said if it makes any real money send me some and we kind of had his blessing sort of thing <laughs> The song itself, why did it capture you? What about Rudy was something that you'd want to do with the Jansen boys? I think it's like a mix of things. Like, first off, just the vibe of the song is really nice. The harmonies are really nice. It's kind of our vibe, our style. And then the lyrics are kind of like Rudy sleeps on a warm air grate on a newspaper blanket on December nights. And it's kind of a picture of, like, you can see Winnipeg in that which is it's where we're from and kind of hits close to home is like Winnipeg is very cold in December. And this this vision of this homeless man having to sleep on the streets and eventually in the song, like dying on the streets. I don't know. It just it's stuff that happens here. So it's, it's like an emotional song. It always kind of hit us when we sang it. And I think dad still cries in the third verse when I start singing there. <laughs> For good reason. It's a touching song. And it's not just, it's not sentimental. It touches the heart without being that schlocky thing. Yeah, for sure. So you each get your verse. And again, you're, what, 13 or 14 at the time that you recorded this together five years ago. And so you were young. Was this just like cutting edge for you singing? You know, I'm going to, my voice is going out to the world. When I was 13, 14, it wasn't that big of a deal because I had already been doing it since I was nine. Like we had recorded Rhodes in 2015, three years prior. And we have like, if you go back on our YouTube, these are so, you can go so far back into the rabbit hole of like Jansen Boys, like covers where I'm on the drums and the whole configuration is messed up because we haven't settled. <laughs> but I don't remember it feeling like weird. I remember being excited because on Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, we had like the sleigh jingle in a basket in the producer's room. And so we took that and made it part of the song. And that was like really exciting. I remember that part. <laughs> that was like a weird instrument that I played. I played the jingles in that song. <laughs> and your name became Jingle Mick. Yeah, right. <laughs> 
Well, we're going to listen to the song. It's fun connecting with you and your dad. I haven't met Simon yet. The Jansen Boys. The song is Rudy, released back in 2018 as part of two songs for Christmas. It's a sad song. It's a reflective song, and it's exactly what we need this time of year. Thanks so much for joining me, Mick. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Here's Rudy by the Jansen Boys, and I've got the link on northernspiritradio.org. Rudy lives on the borderline Between civilization and basic survival Summertime treats him fairly well But the wintertime is a bitter cold rival It's wintertime now in Georgetown The streets come alive with the Christmas lights Rudy sleeps on a warm air grate On a newspaper blanket on December night Deck the halls, Rudolph the red nose, wide on knows it's Christmas time. Jingle bells and Christmas shoppers dashing through the snow. God rest you merry gentlemen, who have found it in your heart to flip Rudy a fin. I'll be home for Christmas, but this man has no place to go. Christmas has little meaning at all The people love greed and incredible ways To seek a deeper meaning in a shopping mall In a yuletide spirit of impatience and haste Rudy must have people somewhere Who wonder what became of the man Rudy must wonder the same thing As a crowd rushes by He stretches out his hand the halls, Rudolph the red nose, wide on nose, it's Christmas time. Jingle bells and Christmas shoppers dashing through the snow. God rest you merry gentlemen, who have found it in your heart to flip Rudy a fin. I'll be home for Christmas, but this man has no place to go. On the borderline of the civilized world on Christmas Eve, the shoppers shop and the temperatures dropped on a man whose absence won't be clean. Peace on the soul of the cop who found him in a booth with his hand frozen to a telephone. You know, I think I know who he had on the line. Rudy won't spend this Christmas alone. Deck the halls, Rudolph the red nose, wide on nose, it's Christmas time. Jingle bells and Christmas shoppers dashing through the snow. God rest ye merry gentlemen, who have found it in your heart to flip Rudy a fin. And I'll be home for Christmas, but this man has no place to go. Yeah, I'll be home for Christmas, but this year Rudy gets to go. Oh, wow. Sad story of what Christmas is like for many less fortunate folks, sung in the inimitable style of the Jansen Boys, their youngest member, Mick Jansen, speaking for them today. 
I interviewed John Jansen, Mick's father, recently, so look on northernspiritradio.org for that show. And while you're on northernspiritradio.org, look and listen around, because after all, we've been doing this for 18 and a half years, so there are immense riches of musicians and activists on both Song of the Soul and Spirit in Action. Please comment on the shows when you listen and fill me in on your experience with these programs. Whether you hear us via broadcast on one of the 35-plus stations carrying our shows or via podcast, do support those wonderful, diverse, and precious community radio stations and consider donating a shekel or two to northernspiritradio.org to make our work sustainable. It's full-time work, and we couldn't do it without you. Now, back to three more guests for today's special Song of the Soul for December 2023 holidays. Next up is Sophia Talvik, currently traveling in Germany, joining us via Zoom. Sophia, it's so good to see you. It's been a year now since I've talked to you. How have you been? I've been great, very busy. Finally, after the pandemic, when you couldn't do anything, so I've been recording a new album, releasing that album, doing a long tour in the U.S., and now I'm in Germany doing Christmas shows. You know, I've listened to all of your new album, too. And I'm saying, when can I have her back? It should be soon, don't you think? (laughs) Well, I'm here now. (laughs) There's another tradition that you have, which is to record a song each December around Christmas. Where did this idea come from? Well, I mean, I started many, many years ago. I've been doing it for like 15 years. And it started out being sort of a fun thing that I would do mainly for myself, just try out different genres or, you know, just like do something completely different from what I used to do. And then I just like, it became a tradition uh, writing a Christmas song every year. And now they're kind of more my own style. They're not like crazy dance music, stuff like that anymore. But I do have some older ones that are like that. When you say that they're your own style, I think of you as a smiling angel. And these songs usually have a kind of a dark side to them. And (laughs) so when you say, is that the real you beyond the smile that everyone sees? I don't know. I think a lot of my songs have sort of, the lyrics are kind of there to make you think a little bit, right? Even if it's not a Christmas song, if it's my own songs as well, I'm, I'm kind of hoping to convey a message or like something that you can actually stop and think about. So it's not just like a sunshine story, you know? Also because I wanted my Christmas songs to be a little bit more different than most other Christmas songs, because there's so many happy and like cheerful Christmas songs. And I just wanted to do something different. In this song, you refer to the carolers several times. Is that traditional back home or in Germany where you happen to be right now? No, I mean, that's more of an American thing, I guess. But, you know, we have all the Christmas movies from the U.S., so I get my fair share of the carolers. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if I invited you to be here for Christmas, would you go caroling door to door with me, please? (laughs) I've done it in the past, and I'm hoping kind of to do it this year, too. Well, it sounds like fun. Well, a few more words about this song, Alone for Christmas. Again, it's a sad thought. I actually was alone for Christmas back in 1977. It was my first year in Togo, West Africa. I was a Peace Corps volunteer. And Christmas wasn't happening for the people around me because this was Africa. I actually felt that. Have you actually had your alone Christmas? 
I did have kind of a Christmas that was a little bit like that. But when I wrote the song this year, it was more of an idea of all the people that have lost their loved ones the last couple of years, like through the COVID pandemic or through the recent wars and stuff. So this song is not so much about me. It's more of like this void that you can feel when you were wishing somewhere else was there with you. We're going to listen to this song, folks, by Sophia Talvik. Her website is sophiatalvik.com. Any question on spelling, come via northernspiritradio.org. She does these annual Christmas songs. Last year, it was A Long Way Home. Sad song there. Just looking forward to the getting together and not making it. So she's got a dark side to her, but a, a glowing visage. And you should get to know more of her music. I'll have a link to the full interview I did with her about a year ago on northernspiritradio.org. Thanks so much for joining me, Sophia. Thanks so much for having me. Merry Christmas. Again, this is Alone for Christmas, Sophia Talvik. In a world of colored lights, I am alone tonight. Snowflakes fall, but they can't warm this cold. Carolers are singing songs of love and cheer But I'm just longing for someone to hold me near I'm alone for Christmas again I watch the fire flicker But I can't Chase the gloom All the unsaid words are Hanging silently in this room The carolers are singing But the joy just feels so far I'm trapped in a cold and broken-hearted scar I'm alone on Christmas
Alone for Christmas is the latest in Sophia Talvik's annual Christmas Songs with a Twist, singing a sad reality for many people, of course. Listen in to my full interview with Sophia on northernspiritradio.org. Right now we're going to talk to a longtime musical and activist inspiration for me and so many others, Sai Khan, again via Zoom. Sai, my goodness, it's been so long. Great to have you back for Song of the Soul. I'm delighted to be back. It has been too long, not just so long. I don't know if absence actually makes the heart grow fonder, but getting back together sure does. Yes, it does. I've been doing Northern Spirit Radio programs now for 18 and a half years. How long have you been organizing and musicizing? The organizing came first. I've been organizing in a formal sense as a full-time job since I was 21 years old. That would be 1965, where I went south to join the Civil Rights Movement, and I was with the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, you know, affectionately known as STIC, which was the young people's militant wing of the Southern Civil Rights Movement, and we believed in living and working among the people. And although I didn't start writing songs for another dozen years, that's where I learned about the power of music as a critical part of Movements for Justice, that it plays a role. It's not just entertainment. It lifts up those of us who are trying to change the world for the better. In April, you're going to be 80 years young, and I'm pretty sure that the world is much better for having had you here. Way back in 1982, you did a song called Detroit December. It's a Christmas song, but you, of course, are Jewish. You've got a menorah behind your head as I'm looking at you right here. Why do you have that menorah there? Well, first, it lives there. Secondly, in this time when there is such radically increasing dangerous anti-Semitism, I want to make sure that people know that I'm Jewish. Your ancestors actually come from countries in Europe, right? They do, and some of them got to first, you know, there's been a Jewish presence in what's called Palestine forever. Now, I'm not making a political argument here. I'm simply making an observation, right? Some of my family, who were originally from Europe, followed a mystical rabbi overland to Safed, the holy city, somewhere in the 1830s, 1840s. But that's not a line that I have as directly connected with as with the ones from Russia, Ukraine, Poland, Lithuania, you name it. You've got a rich family, and it's all part of this wonderful world that you're blessing with your music. Tell me about Detroit December. Well, let me first say, of course, I believe in the Palestinian cause. And of course, I believe in the Jewish cause. And of course, I believe in the necessity of peace and justice. The tragedy of two peoples who both have history with and claims to a very small piece of land my wish is that in this so-called season of peace, that there were peace and justice for all. I don't have the solution to that, but that is definitely what I would wish for. How does Detroit December contribute to that message? Now, that's a good question. The great body of my songwriting is about the lives of everyday people. I have had the great good grace to be an organizer for almost 60 years and I have spent my life among everyday people, poor people, working people, miners, mill workers, prisoners, immigrants, 
of farmers, you name it. And these are the lives that are sometimes honored. There's some great novels, great poetry, but it's never enough. And what I try to do is to describe without too much judgment what these lives are like. And in Detroit December, I'm taking one of many types of work, in this case, working in the, in the legendary auto plants of Detroit, which have always had a symbolic value to me. Everything from the people on the line to the Diego Rivera murals that every Ford had wiped out in some instances. So I'm describing a worker who's maybe he's retired, maybe he's been laid off. It's not quite clear. He says he's, we know he's worked for 30 years. That he's been a machinist. He's been cutting gears. But it's Christmas. And that's the season of the year in which there's joyous celebration and in which there's also desperation. Now, this is the time more people commit suicide in Christmas week than at any other times of years. There's, there's loneliness. There's loss. At the same time, as this legitimate celebration. You know, I have many deep Christian friends for whom the birth of Christ is a singular event in their life and how they view and see the world. But if you're homeless, if you're poor, if you're without food, if you lack clothing for the bitter cold, it's a tough time. So I try to catch that in the song, but also to draw a picture of the good times in his life. He says, you know, the friends I meet along the street, I know them from the factory. That's his working life, but it's his social life. But then he says, but 30 years of cutting gears make Christmas seem untrue to me. 10 hours a day to draw my pay and overtime to see me through. Praise the Lord and Henry Ford, Detroit, December. That's a deeply ironic statement because Henry Ford was in many ways a, an absolutely vicious Jew hater. And he had a newspaper that spread the most vicious and vile of stereotypes. And on the other side of it, he said, I'm not going to make a car that my workers can't afford. So he actually forged new levels of pay for his everyday employees to the extent that the Dodge brothers sued him for not making enough money. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a very, very important case in labor law because you literally, if you are on the board of a corporation, you are legally required to manage for maximum profit, not for social justice. So I think... I catch that sense of this guy. He's a good guy. There's no doubt that he's a good guy. And he's obsessed with both what he had once and what he's lost. So he says, you know, the things I had, the things I made are tossed like pebbles on the beach. It's like Guy Clark's songs, things that last, things that are made, things made by hand. People are proud of what they make, whether that's a quilt, whether it's a gear, whether it's a stock of corn. People take extraordinary pride in what they make, what they raise. And he's there, and then he recognizes it's all gone. And at the end, there's a twist and a surprise, and you understand why his sorrow is so deep. People are going to have to listen all the way through the song if they don't know it already. I found it, by the way, on YouTube, one of the places I found it. It's labeled Detroit December 1982 Bummed Out Christmas Song. <laughs> Don't you wish you had named it that? No, I wish I knew the person who named it that so I could thank them. Bummed out Christmas song. Yeah, I think that's a remarkably accurate description, except it doesn't cover the fact that it's also about the beauty in his life. It's about his sense of pride and who he is and what he's done. He hasn't abandoned that. You know, he's thinking, yeah, 
the Christmas lights, snowy nights and Christmas lights, they only leave me cold and warm. They emphasize the nature of the laws, but he hasn't given up his pride. He sees his friends on the street. He's like, hey, Merry Christmas. Probably not happy holidays. Hey, buddy, Merry Christmas. Miss you. Loved working next to you. Hope we meet again. Let's have a beer, you know. And then that's what so much of my work, work, my musical work, and my organizing work, it's about it's like, let's honor the people who work, whether they take care of our kids, whether they serve us food. We know whether they work in a lab discovering new cures for diseases that debilitate so many. Let's say thank you. Let's say that was a life well lived. That was work well done. And let's also remember, folks, to honor Sai Khan and his work, organizing, musicizing, making this world a better, more hopeful place. I do feel that that's true. And this song, as downcast as it is, Detroit December, is an inspiring song. And I thank you for making it and for joining me again here today. Thanks so much, Sai. Mark. It's always a pleasure. Thanks for what you do. I am glad we're in this world and in this work together. Here it is, folks. Detroit December, Saikon. His website, Saikon. It's on NorthernSpiritRadio.org. Just bliss out and maybe shed a tear during Detroit December. December brings the King of Kings. They tell us that a child is born But snowy nights and Christmas lights They only leave me cold and worn Salvation bands stretch out their hands To ask you for a dime or two To praise the Lord And Henry Ford Detroit, December The friends I meet Along the street I know them from the factory But thirty years Of building gears Make Christmas seem untrue to me Eight hours a day To draw my pay And over time to see me through And peace on earth For what it's worth Detroit, December The things I had Things I made are lost like pebbles on the beach, and anything I want the most 
is always furthest out of reach to train these blues for dancing shoes and train the old year for the new but time it seems will steal your dreams Detroit I hope we're not bumming you out for Christmas more hopefully inspiring you to do something to help one another to a bit of brightness in a dark season. With Saikon Song, Detroit December, we've got one more song to finish off our December 2023 holiday music special, and this is one by a wonderful North Carolina performer, David Mott, addressing some of the darkness that many feel this time of year. There's light in the future, but David is leading us to provide some connection and comfort in these days. Over to Zoom and David Lamott. It's great to have you here today, David. Always good to be with you, Mark. Really appreciate your hospitality. What's keeping you busy these days? So many things. I'm doing a lot of speaking gigs, actually, as well as music gigs. And the year is thankfully winding down. But it's been a very dense year, a really exciting year. I put a book out this summer. I've got my second TEDx talk coming up in March. And I'm working with folks prepping for that. And lots of road. And it's been very good. And I'm really delighted to be home for a few weeks right now. Isn't that stuff above and beyond the call of duty for a folk singer? Aren't you just supposed to <laughs> sing about all the troubles of the world? I have never actually been very good at figuring out which part is for me and which part isn't. I answer lots of calls or I try to. So yeah, I guess somewhere along the line, I came to the conclusion that I needed to be a little more directly engaged with the things I was singing about. And could you give me an update on Abraham Jam? If people go to the NordenSpiritRadio.org website, they'll see the full-length program I did with the three of you, with Billy, Dawood, and yourself. What's been happening there? I was actually in touch with both of those guys this morning. We are very, very close friends and always have been and since we first connected. But we're off the road. Dawood has been needing to be off the road for family considerations. And we honor that. And as we thought about it, we just decided he wasn't replaceable. So this is a a thing that has had a season that has been beautiful. Maybe another season will come. But right now we're off the road. But we've been wrestling this morning, actually, talking with each other about what our response needs to be collectively to the violence in the Middle East right now. And that's obviously a very, very hard thing. I'm so grateful to have a container of friendship that is strong and the capacity to kick things around and figure out what it is that we can all sign on to. And actually, there's not a lot of daylight between how we see things. So I'm grateful for that. For those who haven't listened to or don't know about Abraham Jam, Billy's Jewish, Dawood is Muslim, and David Lamott is Christian. Quakertarian, I guess. That's how I mostly identify, having grown up strongly embedded in the Presbyterian Church and still doing a lot of work with Presbyterians and claiming them. And my membership is at a small Quaker meeting here in Swannanoa. It's wonderful that the three of you can gather to talk about heavy-duty things like that. I have you here today related to Christmas. 
because I've got your latest album, have been enjoying that, and Waiting struck me as a good Christmas, or actually it's a post-Christmas song. How do you do Christmas? We celebrate Christmas here. There's Christmas tree just a few feet away from me right here, and it's a joy to have that family time and consider, you know, as all faiths have done throughout time, we look for the light in the darkness, right? We acknowledge that this is a hard time of year in general for a lot of people, just having less light and being cold, kind of being stuck inside and isolated from our communities. It's a lot to carry. It's always been my philosophy of hope that real hope is never about pretending things are easy. It's about acknowledging that there is light in the darkness and that we have the opportunity to reflect it and shine it. And so this is actually a pretty heavy Christmas song. It's, it's about depression after Christmas. And of course, you know, I love the accent on joy in this season. But if you've recently lost somebody, if you are in a deep, dark place, it feels all the more isolating for all everybody around you to seem all joyful when you're really having a hard time. That's not generally my experience. I'm not holding myself up as someone who has a particularly hard road to walk. But I have struggled with depression over the years from time to time. That's not necessarily about what's going on around me. It's a chemical thing. And I was feeling that way when I wrote this song. I actually wrote it in a few days after Christmas. And some friends came by to see us and I was really happy to see them. But I also felt really far away from the conversation. And so I, I just wanted to write an honest song about that. This is the song that fell out. Well, the honesty shines through in this song. It's wonderful music. The lyrics feel completely honest. And for those who don't have the experience of waiting for the light, it's a beautiful and a painful thing at the same time. You completely capture it here, David. Thank you. I'll say one of the things I love about the production of this is that I talked my friend Christine Kane into coming out of musical retirement to sing the background vocals. She's been off the road for years, brilliant songwriter and performer who has not been performing in recent years. And she lives here locally and is a good friend. And I asked her if she would consider singing on this song. And she said, yes, before I was done asking the question, I was amazed. <laughs> How wonderful. And Chris Rosser is in your mix for the album. I don't know if he's for on this particular song. He does play on this song, and it's always a joy to play with Chris on anything at all, any chance I get. You've got a wonderful community around there of musicians and people in general. Thank you, David, for being here today. I'll see you very shortly, and we'll do a full-length Song of the Soul. But folks, we're going to listen right now to David Lamott's song. It's off of his album, Still. The song is Waiting. Christmas is over Monday's rolling in The house is too quiet Everyone went home again And we're tilting to the sun But the winter's far from done And the evening sure comes early I'm waiting, waiting for the light Yeah, I'm waiting, waiting for 
laughter that we shared Rose above here So quiet I was watching from the air And we strung up all those lights To hold back the our fifth song for today, the end of our December 2023 holiday music in a different way. Waiting is that song. David Lamott is the artist. If you didn't hear last week's five songs, you can find them and links to everyone on northernspiritradio.org. Thanks to Tom Paxton, John McCutcheon, Mick Jansen, Sophia Talvik, Sai Khan, and David Lamott. Find more about and from all of them on northernspiritradio.org, and we'll see you next week for Song of the Soul. Happy holidays and a Merry Christmas to all of you. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it is called Song of the Soul. Check out all things Song of the Soul on northernspiritradio.org. Guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Send your Songs of the Soul to me, Mark Helpsmeet, via the info on our website, and join us weekly for Song of the Soul.